terrific friends. This is Tori from Terrific Life. And let me tell you, if I knew then what I know now, I would be so much further along in life. I'm a wife, a boy mom, ages 12 and 15, full-time claims manager, an entrepreneur, and the voice behind Terrific Life. I'm a special needs mom. My oldest has high-functioning autism, a peanut-free and asthma mom, courtesy of my youngest son, and a mom of everything else. (laughs) I'm basically a jack-of-all-trades mom and a master-of-nothing mom. My passion is my family, and when I'm not with them, I love to lift others up. I want to share my experiences to help others in their journey of parenthood with tough love, a new perspective, and laughter. I hope with this podcast you get ideas, tips, you learn something new, and you get a lot of emotional goodness. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe subscribe and share my podcast to keep me on the air and visit my website terrificlife.com and my Facebook page Terrific Life. Now, on with the show. Welcome back. This is Tori with Terrific Life and I'm really excited to be back. Um, hopefully you guys are having a great week. I'm having a great week. I have been taping podcasts, getting those ready for you guys. I am cleaning a house. It's like Groundhog Day in my house. Um, Every day I clean the same thing over and over again. I'm sure any mom could relate to that. I go to work and when I come home, my tween and teenage boy, um, it's the sink has more dishes in it. I don't even know where they get the dishes from. I don't even think I own that many dishes. Apparently I do. I usually, (laughs) usually just wash my own dishes. I have found out that I have so many dishes I forgot I even had having a teenager in the house. But I wanted to talk to you guys about cognitive behavioral therapy with autism and um, parenting today because it is definitely, I think, something especially for, um, I wish I would have started younger, um, but it wasn't as well known when CJ was growing up. So now I'm trying to find something that um, his thought process, because he does think, um, he does go to the negative place a lot. It is just something he does and he suffers from anxiety. So he is one I've never called him stupid. I've never called him names, but he will call himself that. If you tell him he did something wrong, it's like he wants to self-punish. It is, it's very extreme. So it's basically cognitive behavioral therapy steps in and you basically talk through a person's map, which is like the part of their brain with the experiences they have experienced in their life. So you pick something and you come up with like an interpretation to that map to read a situation in a different way. So they learn how to self-control themselves and self-counsel themselves. Not saying they don't need counseling, but just like everyone in the human race, on a regular, we have to talk ourselves off the edge when something is unpleasant or we don't like it. And when you have autism, a lot of things are, what is it? They're just there to take it to the extreme. We are what we think, right? So we have to change that thought process. We have to go into it. We have to change that thought process. You know, if you know, it's kind of like, is the glass half empty or half full? You want to say half full or you're just happy to be there. It's a positive outlook on it. It's not saying that you're in denial or anything, but it's just a positive take on it. Where other people have the Eeyore complex where they're like, has somebody got my tail? You know, everything is horrible. Life is horrible. You could you could talk about a happy situation. And especially on social media, they will then just chime in with a negative comment because they have to be heard. No one cares. They don't want to hear it. Like, but you, you feel the need. You have to be heard. So people say it. This is um, our internal thoughts that are coming out of our mouth now. In social media, usually we're more hesitant to say it when in front of somebody, but when you're on social media and stuff, it comes out a lot more because you feel free to type whatever you are feeling that very moment. It's like you become like a toddler all of a sudden, you know, it's like I farted, you know, no one wants to know this, but for some reason on social media, we just we just type what comes to our head. 
So this, uh, when you have, basically we have this filing cabinet in our brain. So bits and memories of info related to an event throughout our whole entire life. So if you experience something, whether it's an event or a food, and if you think back now and you go put into a similar situation, you will fight it the whole entire way. Because even though the new situation probably isn't bad, you are going to fight it because even though it's not rational or logical, you just remember this, even if you don't remember, that's the crazy part. Even if you don't remember what's in that filing cabinet, it still comes out. So it could have happened when you were like three years old and maybe you, I don't know, maybe a brown door, it sounds silly, but maybe a brown door slammed your hand in and now when doors slam a certain way, you freak out. Well, you might not remember slamming your hand, but why do you freak out when the brown door slams? It's probably something that stems from a memory that was filed away in your filing cabinet in your brain. So this can make you leery with new, you know, experiences and stuff. So the object is to take the negative thoughts, which a person who does not have autism thinks over 80% of their day and try to come up with a positive one. This is literally an exercise for your brain. If you think by doing it once and it doesn't work and then you're just going to give up, I'm telling you now, it's like a diet for your brain. I don't know how else to explain it. It's like that muscle. You have to exercise that muscle to change it to positive thoughts. And you just have to do it. When you do it, you'll find yourself starting to automatically, you'll always have situations that you'll fall back into, but you'll be able to get out of them quicker. You have that internal convo in your brain. And if you have autism, it can cause extreme stress and anxiety, and they become vocal or loud or scared and go into that fight or flight mode. So you have to train that internal convo to go positive or shut up. Sometimes it's easier to tell it to go positive. Just close your eyes and listen to your thought process. Like the minute you see anybody down the street, like you'd be like, oh, look, that guy's walking down the street. Oh, he has a blue bag. I wonder what he has. I bet you he goes home and he, you know, he, he probably puts his newspaper in that blue bag. You are having throughout the whole day. It's like you narrate your whole life. Like you're not even realizing you're doing it. So when a situation occurs, 90% of the time you go to the negative, maybe 80. I might be exaggerating. I don't know the exact number. I do know that it's a lot and you have to be careful. So how do we do this? If we're in essence reprogramming our brain, how do we do that? How do we go from our brain telling us that I'm worthless, no good? Well, you find yourself in an event, right? You pick an event, you you ask them how they're feeling, the behavior that they want to express, and then you go back and you say, okay, well, this also could happen. So you're like saying, well, well, the last time I went, there was clapping and cheering and I didn't like it. Okay, maybe this time there wouldn't be clapping and cheering because we're seeing a completely different show and there is normally no clapping or cheering and it's going to be a sad movie. So there probably will not be clapping and cheering at this movie. Well, I feel, you know, I don't want to go because this makes me angry and then they start rocking back and forth. Okay, so it makes you angry that you don't want to go. How do you want to control? You literally, do you guys kind of get what I'm doing? You're talking them through and trying to come up with a logical conclusion. So saying, okay, so do you think there's going to be clapping? No, because you said that the movie might be sad. Okay. So when you get upset, though, should you hit yourself in the head? No, I can probably just count to 10. Okay. Can you show me how you would count to 10? And then you're just going to kind of talk them down off that ledge. So when you're going into an event or they don't like something, that's how you're kind of doing it and going, okay, let's say they did clap and cheer. Let's put a spin on it. What's the worst thing that could happen? Are you going to be hurt physically? Are you going to be hurt emotionally? If so, well, that's a different story altogether. 
but you're just talking through the event. And then you're going to try to find the positive spin on the event. Wow. But what if you go there and you meet your next best friend? Or what if you go there and you find a $20 bill on the floor? I know that sounds silly, but it's things that could happen in life that they don't realize could happen in life because they're missing out on life because this is holding them back. So this is a retraining of the brain. CJ will tell me, you know, like I said, he's stupid. No one likes him. So I try to talk with him to go over everything with him to help him out. But here's the kicker. Like parents need to do this too. About 11 years ago, I needed to do this. About 11 years ago, CJ's 15 now, but I want to say about 11 years ago, I started to get negative, go into kind of a depression. Heck of the time, I still do. Um, It's an everyday struggle, but I had to get myself out of my head. So I started listening to like Hay House Radio, Louise Hayes, Wayne Dyer. I have been practicing mindset training even before it became cool on social media. Like this mindset training is something that just at this point, I feel most of the time can come natural. I could look at a situation. I can decide my brain automatically wants to go to the negative. But in my head, I'm like, okay, so what's going to happen if this happens? And I'm able to talk myself through it. Think of the positive. Worst case scenario. Is it really that bad? I've been through a lot worse. But this is something I needed to do for survival, really. I cannot control the meltdown but I could control my mind and how I reacted to it. It's not denial. There's nothing I could do about it. There's nothing. I mean, it. and and the more I stressed about it, the more my son stressed out. So who the hell is winning? Like no one's winning in this scenario. I I would decide. So I decided to like read and take my mind off um, the situation or find something funny or lend a hand to someone volunteer. So when I came back to the situation, it was in a new light. I had more patience and I didn't feel as beat up. You know, it's kind of like, finding um, new perspective. Okay. Then, oh God, this is going to be like one that I have to, I should have probably done a whole podcast on it, but I'm just going to say it. So then they came, they came, then came Facebook and this, like the support groups. Can we just say stop? I am so anti-support group on Facebook. There's rarely anything that is useful in a support group on Facebook. Yes, this is my opinion. I am sorry if you're somebody that runs one, but it's a bunch of people gone rogue, spilling out their struggle with no solution because no mom on there is looking for a solution. They just want to vent and compete on how hard the other one has it or how much worse their child is. Yes, it was beneficial if I was looking for a doctor like therapy, but then comments would start the negative comments and it would leave me like gasping for air like in this negative vortex if you need to seek help I suggest a real live support group um, with a professional who can snap you back and help you see constructiveness to what you are going through because no one really is going to be able to do that because you're not making a real connection like you think you are but you're really not because what you're saying and what you might um, when you see someone's face and their cues and stuff a lot of times it's different and you react differently to the person and you're able to come out of something that you're upset in because here's my take listen Betty I understand your son is slamming against the wall and doesn't speak and there's no one wanting to take time and to tell you them you know to, to help you or do what you tell them to do and you will but right now I'm not exactly sure if I am the emotional support you want because my son who speaks just called me a bitch and an asshole slammed the door and broke everything on my wall when they all came falling down so you you see I don't think I'm the best for you right now (laughs) I'm not sure I'm emotionally stable and I can't be sucked into that vortex because misery loves company after that happens yes I mean I go through it I'm not in denial this is my life but after that happens I'm not looking. 
I'm not looking for advice, really. Yes, I will call my friend maybe and vent, but sometimes I don't say nothing because I don't really need advice at that point. This is this is autism. And I have a special, tons of specialists helping us. What I need sometimes is a hug and a lot of laughter. I need someone that will laugh at the situation with me to find the funny out of the situation. Like, well, at least he uses words in the right situation because truth be told, I may have been a little bit of an asshole that evening, you know? <laughs> Like I have to find, like I really have to find that funny because to me, some things are funny. You know, at this point, I find a lot of things funny. Other people would be like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, calm it down. It's fine. So it is so important to teach ourselves that positive self-talk. We have to teach yourself that positive self-talk. It's not just for hippies. It's not just for like, you know, uh, what is it? Bible thumpers and everything else. No, guys, it's just loving yourself. When you start thinking, I'm a horrible mom. I can't do this. I hate this. This is the worst day ever reevaluate it. Use cognitive therapy, like reevaluate it because we are reacting to our internal voice who is a liar. We have to retrain it. Take the events of the day um, and, and find every good in it and remember how it feels. If your day was shit, well then take a bath with salt, pour yourself a glass of wine and turn on some low music and black out the world. Read a book, tell yourself that you have to, I mean, tell yourself you have succeeded a hundred percent a hundred percent you have succeeded so far because you haven't given up on you or your family. And that in any school is the honor roll. So if you find your child thinking bad thoughts about themselves and having a hard time in a situation, use cognitive therapy at home, set up boards with positive thoughts, maybe even pre-make them at first like um, programmed positive thoughts because maybe they will have a hard time visualizing it or being able to think of them on their own. And while you are teaching them, do it yourself. Set yourself your own challenge. Do that thing. What is that one thing that book has where it's like a rubber band, you know, like and then so every time you have a negative thought and you change it to a positive, switch your hand. So you're just more um, in the moment with actually dealing with that. I would recommend doing that because this kind of therapy, there is something to it. And I think a lot of us get lost. Um, there's a reason high functioning autism, I um, found out um, the suicide rate is extremely high when um, they get older and stuff, because I think of, you know, well, not I think, I mean, you could read about it and the facts and stuff, but it's that self-talk that's very negative um, and their anxiety and their fear of things. And sometimes you have to really talk them through it. So that cognitive behavioral therapy can really be successful. And honestly, I think every human should do it. <laughs> Not just an autism parent, every parent should do it. And I think it's also great to teach your children that. Um, it's not coddling them. It's not doing anything, but it's keeping them into a positive self-talk. And I remember um, when I first started, I say hi to everybody. I say good morning to everybody at work or wherever I go. I like to talk to people and strangers. And an old manager of mine goes, hey, I found something it was one of my notes I took um, from when you were in my unit um, when I was an insurance adjuster at the time. And I just started and he's like, we had like a unit meeting and he goes and on it, he wrote down because it's like, okay, do you guys have any thoughts what we could do? And my thought was like, I think we should all say hi to each other in the morning. <laughs> it's so cheesy. But like, honestly, like I do believe that it created an environment. It created an environment that people wanted to be there and people were happy to be there. And then your self-talk. So I, I think I just that was a way for me to cope. So there's so many different things you could do um, to add to that. You could teach yourself and rethink things. And sometimes when you give it out to the world and you do good to the world, you smile at people, you laugh with people, you um, compliment people. 
you do things that make you feel good, you'll find yourself really that positive self-talk will just kind of start coming. You know, you could shut it up. Like, you know what? Shut up. Sometimes I have multiple conversations in my brain. I ain't going to (laughs) lie. But you have to do what you have to do for survival. You know, there's always that negative, that devil and that angel, you know, talking to one another. And you're like, listen, thank God my angels are strong enough. But just to get through life, you do need um, positive self-talk. So hope this episode helps. I hope this episode helps you and you find it to be helpful for you and your family. Have a great week, guys, and we'll talk soon.